Well, good morning, Gateway family, and welcome to the third and last part of our current message series. In week one, we looked at the blessings of a spirit-filled life and how God wants us to be filled with his spirit and draw us close to him and give us an awareness of his presence. Last week, we looked at the blessings of a purposeful life. That is a life which is full of purpose, a life in which you have discovered the unique God-given purpose that you were designed to fulfill and you are beginning to live that life and the blessing of personal fulfillment that you will find in that. Today, I have an unusual title. We're going to be looking at the blessings of a normal life. And the reason this is such a big issue for me personally is because when I was a young Christian, I knew other Christians who seemed to be more on fire for God and very enthusiastic about their faith and so on. And the impression that they gave me was that if you really wanted to be a truly committed Christian, really living the life that God wanted you to live, that you had to kind of give up a normal life. You know, living a life that God would want you to live would involve some extreme lifestyle, you know. Maybe you might be a sent as a missionary to the the jungle someplace and and have to uh, share the gospel with cannibals or something like that. It was those kinds of extreme stories that, uh, you know, people who were really committed to God and really on fire for the Lord and with a real strong faith, they don't live a normal life. Um, They do everything to the extreme. But the, the longer I was a Christian... And the more I read scripture, the stranger that idea seemed to me. When I would read about the characters in the Bible, whether it was Abraham in the Old Testament or whether it was uh, Paul in the New Testament, all of these people seemed like normal people who lived normal lives. Sometimes they had to go without food. Sometimes they had illnesses that slowed them down. They had to pray and seek God for a breakthrough. They, they were as normal as everybody else in the world around them. The whole point of Christianity is this. Normal people can come into a relationship with God because we don't have to be abnormal in order to reach him. He reaches us where we are and just the way we are. And so the blessings of a normal life. I really want to talk about, if you want to live a normal life, there's one big key that you're going to have to latch on to. And that key is minding your own business. Minding your own business. You know, sometimes I teach seminars on leadership and I'm always looking for good definitions of what a leader are. There's lots of different good definitions out there of what leadership is and what a leader is. But one of the things, one of the ones that I really like is this, that a leader is someone who has taken personal responsibility for their life. In other words, they're not blaming other people for what's going on in their life. They're not blaming other people. They're not blaming the government. They're not blaming God. They are taking personal responsibility for their life. 
and are so focused on building the life that they want that they do not have the time nor the interest to be interfering in other people's lives. And yet, although they're not interfering in other people's lives, they actually have more of an impact, a positive impact on other people's lives by not interfering because of the example that they are setting. A leader is someone who has taken personal responsibility for their own life and stopped passing blame and passing the buck to others and is so focused on doing that that they have neither the time nor the interest to interfere in other people's lives. Yet by focusing on building their own life, they will influence and inspire other people's lives more. Here is the key verse about minding your own business in the Bible. It's from 1 Thessalonians chapter 4, verses 11 and 12. And Paul says this, aspire to lead. You know, different English translations translate this different ways. One translation puts it this way, make it your ambition to lead. If you Do you have an ambition in life? If you don't have an ambition, have this ambition. Make it your ambition. Aspire to lead a quiet and peaceful life as you mind your own business and earn your own living, just as we've taught you. By doing this, you will live an honorable life influencing others, just like I was saying a moment ago, influencing others and commanding respect even of unbelievers. Then you will be in need of nothing and not dependent upon other people. I think it's amazing that so many Christians memorize Bible verses like John 3.16 and so on, but I don't know anyone that's memorized this one. And yet this verse here is telling us how to live our lives. You know, John 3.16 might be telling you how to put your faith in Christ as Savior. But what about once you've done that? You've become a Christian. You've trusted in Christ as Savior. Are you just sitting about in a waiting room, waiting to die and then go to heaven? No, there's something for you to do here. There's a life for you to live. And this is how you live it. Live a quiet and peaceful life. Mind your own business. Earn your own income. And if you do that, you will live an honorable life. You will end up influencing other people. Not by interfering in their life, but by minding your own business, you will end up influencing other people and commanding respect even of unbelievers. You know, I'm, I, I'm looking for the day for unbelievers look at Christians and say, I don't understand all the things that they believe. Like, I don't know if there is a God and all of their beliefs don't make sense to me. But look at the amazing lives they live. They must be onto something. They have found the secret of living life the way it should be lived. I want to find out more about what these people believe. Then you'll be in need of nothing and not dependent upon other people. You know, minding your own business really means two things. The first thing it means is this, making sure that you are attentive to all the things that you are responsible for. 
You know, if you have responsibilities for something, that's your business. I hope you are minding your business. If you're a parent, if you have children, if you live in a home, if there's payments to pay in that home, if there's groceries to be bought to feed that, those kids, that is all part of your business. These are your responsibilities. Minding your own business means taking personal responsibility to make sure your responsibilities are taken care of. So minding your own business means, first of all, minding your business. Anything that's your business, make sure you're minding it. But secondly, it means avoiding the temptation to interfere in other people's business. Mind your own business. So it's not just minding business, it's minding your own business and avoiding the temptation to interfere in other people's businesses. Um, you know, minding your own, when I, saw, when I use this phrase, minding your own business, I'm, talking, I'm not talking about owning a business. Maybe you own a business and maybe you don't. But if you don't, I'm not saying that you have to own a business in order to live a successful life because you don't at all. In fact, this might surprise you, but three out of four millionaires, three out of four millionaires work for somebody else. Three out of four millionaires don't own their own business, aren't entrepreneurs, aren't self-employed, don't work for themselves. Three out of four millionaires actually work for somebody else. And so I'm not meaning own a business. That's not what I'm talking about. Um, what I'm meaning is live your life, treat your whole life as if your whole life is a business, as if your whole life is your business, because it is your business. Every area of your life is your business. And so treat it as a business. In fact, think of it this way. Think of all the things that are required to run a business. Let's just look at a little list of them here. If you run a business, well, you need finance. There needs to be money to get the business up and running, pay for premises or products or whatever. Number two, there's production. Maybe it's a business that makes things. Maybe it's a restaurant that produces meals. But whatever, there is something being produced and sold in that business which takes us to number three, sales. The business needs to make sure that not only are they producing something, but they have got people that are selling the thing that is being produced. That is a totally different department, but it's all part of the same business. Most businesses will invest in research and development. While they're making stuff and selling stuff, they'll have other people in a different department looking at all the stuff and deciding, is there a better way to make this? Is there a cheaper way to make this? Can we source materials from a cheaper source and still maintain the quality? Can we train our sales team in a, with a different sales formula and so increase our sales, research and development, always looking for constant improvement? Number five, there's human resources because of every human being quit and left the business, the business is not going to function. Um, and then, of course, there's management, making sure that everything is where it should be and running the way it's supposed to run. 
Now, if you look at a business like that, and I'm encouraging you to mind your own business, do you see how a business is broken down into different departments? Look at all of the areas of responsibility in your life as different departments of your business. Like this, your business includes your career and your income stream. You know, maybe you have a job and maybe that you earn a salary every month. You get a paycheck every month from that job. Most people would say, that's my job. That's where I earn money from. But if you look at your whole life like a business, what you're going to say is, my job, my employer is just my number one client who pays me the most. But there might be lots of other things I can do in life that also bring in income and finance. What about your hobbies and your interests? That's part of your business. Some people are able to monetize their hobbies and their interests and use it to build an income. But even if you don't do that, it's still important. Rest and recreation and recharging your batteries is a vitally important thing. You know, if you were a business owner and you had employees and you just worked them, worked them, worked them to exhaustion, they would no longer produce for you. And don't work yourself to, uh, to ex exhaustion. Everything is important in your business. Your health and well-being are an important part. It's, it's like the, the human resources. If you burn out, you're not going to be able to do anything. Your home and property, look at your home as your business premises, the headquarters of your corporation. Um, your family and friends are your employees and your colleagues. You know, look at your spouse as if they're your partner. Um, growth and development, what do you want your family, your friendship circle, your home? your life to look like a few years from now? Are you working towards constant improvement in that way? So create a better work-life balance by viewing every area of your life as different departments. Your employer as your main client, your spouse is your partner, your family is your team, your home is your premises. When you do that, you might not be a business owner, but you can learn to mind your own business. Look at your life and your family as your business. And the Bible says that your ambition should be for you and your family to live a quiet and peaceful life, to look after your own business, to earn your own living, and to live within your means. And if your, li your lifestyle is not what it should be, then increase your means so that you can then increase your lifestyle once again as well. You know, I mentioned even meet your spouse, your partner. Because of this idea that we have that your, that your business or your career is only what happens outside of the home, very often people look down upon uh, opportunities where you can work from home, especially sometimes uh, in our modern society. I have seen all kinds of things said and speeches given by women encouraging other women to give up their home and not be a housewife and a homemaker and things like that, but to build a career. 
Maybe that woman would be miserable building a career. Maybe she was designed to be a homemaker. Or maybe we are looking at being a homemaker totally wrong. Do you know that if you look at your your spouse as your partner, your family as your team, your home as your premises, and as a family, you decide to live a quiet and peaceful life and mind your own business and earn your own income. And by doing so, you will live an honorable life influencing unbelievers and commanding respect, that that, that being a homemaker all of a sudden becomes a very important part of minding your own business. Here's what Proverbs says about that. Proverbs 31, a good woman is hard to find and worth far more than diamonds. Her husband trusts her without reserve and never has reason to regret it. Never spiteful, she treats him generously all of her life. Now look at this. She shops around for the best yarns and cottons. She looks over a field and buys it. Then, with money she's put aside, she plants a garden. She senses the worth of her work and is skilled in the crafts of home and hearth. Listen, if you're a homemaker, whether you're a man or a woman or whatever it may be, I hope you sense the worth of your work. You're minding your own business. You're doing one of the things that the Bible says is one of the most important things to do in life. After coming to faith in Christ, you need to learn to live a life where you take care of your own personal responsibilities. And homemaking in God's list of priorities is high on that list. She makes her own clothing and dresses in colorful linens and silks. She designs gowns and sells them. Hey, if you've got an Etsy store online where you're sell selling handmade clothes, you are fulfilling the scriptures that say you're learning to mind your own business and live an honorable life. Um, she brings the sweaters she knits to the dress shops. Her clothes are well-made and elegant, and she always faces tomorrow with a smile. This is an optimistic person. When she speaks, she has something worthwhile to say, and she always says it kindly. She keeps an eye on everyone in her household and keeps them all busy and productive. This woman has turned her home into her business premises and her family into her team. And they're all productive and busy. Her children respect and bless her. Her husband joins in with words of praise. Many women have done wonderful things, but you have outclassed them all. So, minding your own business, living a normal life, is doing things like looking after your home, looking after your kids, looking after your career, looking after your possessions, looking after your health. All of that seems so normal and unspiritual. And why would God be interested in it? And yet the scriptures highlight these things again and again. And you know that the early Christians were like that? You know, today we have lots of Christians that want to protest the government and protest Hollywood and protest this and protest that and demand that they get their rights and that the government provide them with money and everything else. The early Christians weren't like that at all. Um, Roman documents show us very clearly that the early Christians were not troublemakers. 
In fact, it was hard for the Romans to find out who the Christians were because they were living such quiet and private and peaceful and blessed and successful lives without causing trouble. They got on with minding their own business. Here's another thing Proverbs says. It says this, Proverbs 27, Watch your business interests closely. Know the state of your flocks and herds. Then there will be lambs wool enough for clothing and goats milk enough for food for all your household after the hay is harvested and the new crop appears and the mountain grasses are gathered in. Do you see how God is saying normal, everyday things, a normal life, looking after your business interests, looking after your flocks, uh, uh, shearing the sheep, milking the goats, you know, things that were normal life, God highly esteems those things. You know, sometimes you will find that people try to get you off of a normal life. And uh, you, you might be doing something, you might be productive, you might be busily getting on with life. And then people are trying to tempt you away from that. Sometimes it's because they want you to do, you should be doing something bigger with your life than that. Or sometimes they, it, it, it comes in the form of criticism. Other people critiquing your life. Instead of minding their own business and living their own peaceful life, they're interfering with you. I want to encourage you to avoid ever being caught up in that temptation of being pulled. Don't let, never let other people drag you into their issues. Be careful of that. In the book of Nehemiah, there's a story where Nehemiah has all of the people of Jerusalem productive and minding their own business. They're rebuilding the walls of Jerusalem and they're not interfering in other people. But in the next town, the people who, are, who have got nothing to do with their life start interfering and criticizing and saying, you need to come and have a meeting with us about what you're doing. We need to, we need to talk to you about this. We've heard bad reports about you. Do you know that Nehemiah says, I sent them a letter saying, nothing that you're saying is true. I am far too busy doing a good work to, to stop it and leave it and come and talk to you. You don't owe everyone an explanation for why you're living your life you, the way that you're living it. You don't need to let, I've encouraged you not to interfere in other people's lives. Don't let them interfere in yours either. If you ever feel, feel that you've got trapped into some situation where you've stopped minding your own business, you've stopped living a peaceful life and you've got involved in some drama as well, find a way out. You know, never get caught in a battle that is taking you away from minding your own business. I've got a little battle test here. If a battle comes your way in life, use this battle test. If a battle can't be won, don't fight it. If the price of winning the battle is bigger than the victory, don't fight it. Like Nehemiah didn't go down and, and deal with this situation. If you can't do a win-win in, in a battle situation, you should probably should avoid it. And if you have got caught up in something, if you can find a way of escape, take it. And there's always a way of escape. Look what God says in the next verse here. 1 Corinthians 10. No trial, no difficulty has overtaken you that is not faced by others. 
And God is faithful. He won't let you be tried beyond what you're able to bear. But with the trial will also provide a way of escape so that you may be able to endure it. Maybe you've not been minding your own business. Maybe you've been interfering in other people's business and neglecting your own business. Uh, Or maybe you've been letting other people interfere in your business. And now you have come to realize the blessings of a normal life. The blessings of being able to have a home, have a plan, have things that you're interested in, have people that you do life together with, and focus on that. And you realize that this is a gift from God. In fact, there are, read the book of Ecclesiastes sometime. There are so many verses that says, finding a good job, finding a good spouse, having a good meal, and drinking a good glass of wine are all a gift of God that you're supposed to enjoy. And so all of that just sounds like normal life to us. But maybe you've got out of it. I want to encourage you to find a way of escape out of whatever situation you're in and come back to living a quiet and peaceful life. You know, we started with that scripture from 1 Thessalonians and I I want to just go back to it again but we're going to finish reading it in a slightly different English translation. It just rewords it a little bit differently. It says this, Stay calm. Mind your own business. Do your own job. You've heard all of this from us before, but a reminder never hurts. We want you living in a way that will command the respect of outsiders. Not lying around sponging off your friends. This is what the scriptures say. And I want to encourage you, church. Over the last three weeks, we have looked at the blessings of a spirit-filled life. I encourage you to seek God in prayer. Be filled with his Holy Spirit. Let his grace, his gifts, and his presence work in your life like we looked at two weeks ago. I also want to encourage you to really find out who you are. Who is this unique individual that God has created? What has God designed you to do? What's your life purpose? Find that out and begin to discover the blessings of a purposeful life. But never go to the extreme with either of those. Never become so spiritual that you become weird. Never become so heavenly minded you're no earthly good. On the other hand, never become so focused on your life purpose that you're not growing spiritually, you're not living a balanced and healthy life, you're no longer being kind to other people, you've given up connecting with God and you've given up connecting with people and you've become obsessive. Don't do that. The balance to these two things of living a spirit-filled life and living a purposeful life is to also discover the blessings of living a normal life. And by living a normal life, I mean look at everything that is in your life. Your job, your spouse, your family, your friends, your home, your possessions, all of that is your business. Learn to mind your own business and learn to stop 
interfering with other people's business, then you will live a quiet and peaceful life and you will enjoy the blessings of God each and every day. Let's pray. Father, I pray for each one of us who is watching this video and has listened to this message. I pray that you would, yes, Lord, fill us to overflowing with your spirit. Give us a revelation of what you long for us to do with our lives, but help us to always remain grounded and balanced and whole in each area that we may live a truly and fully human life, yet one which is filled with the divine presence each and every day. We ask you for this in the name of your Son, Jesus Christ. Amen. Wow, what a fantastic message that Pastor Martin shared with us this morning. Uh, as we wrap up, I just want to remind you guys once again to check out our Gateway Music album that just released this past Friday. It's available on all major streaming platforms. It's available for sale on our website. So head to gateway.ac slash music and check it out. You can even pre-order a CD for 15 bucks. It is an amazing opportunity to support this church. As well, I want to say a huge thank you once again. I know I say this every week, but I am so, so grateful for everyone who continues to support this church financially. We honestly couldn't do what we're doing right now without your support. We couldn't help people in our community without your guys' financial aid. And so I'm so grateful. If you guys want to continue to support our church, I want to encourage you to do that. You can do that by clicking the Give link above uh, on our website or down below in the comments or head to give.ac. All right, church, have a great week, and I'll see you next week.